This is Alan. This is Brandon. And welcome to D6 Minutes, the Dice Over Everything companion podcast where we choose a bunch of topics about miniature gaming and talk about them for as long as the dice decide. All right, so we just got back from Adepticon last weekend, so I'm thinking we both have some questions inspired by that. I don't know how much like extra content you've watched of people who went there and their thoughts afterwards. I haven't, so I think this is mostly... This is mostly our thoughts on what we saw there. Yep. So as as always, we did not bring a miniature to Depicon because we didn't know there was a golden demon there. That'd be a whole story. But what have you been doing for the hobby lately after that? Three minutes. What do you mean after that? You mean oh, during Adepticon? Well, we went to Adepticon. That's what we've been doing. Uh-huh. So what, what part of the hobby did you do at Adepticon? Uh, we did... Oh, you mean after we arrived, you mean? What did we do after we arrived? Well, for hobbying. Yeah, hobby we aspect. played mm-hmm. We played the Infinity Team Tournament, which was fun. Uh, but And then we played Arena Rex. And then we also, what was most surprisingly fun was the uh, walking around and buying a whole bunch of stuff uh, on the con floor. I think that is a hobby event in and of itself. And I was surprised at how much cool miniature gaming stuff was there. Because you don't think of, well, from what I heard, I didn't hear of Adepticon as like a commerce commerce event. But the thing is, because it's focused on miniature gaming, there was so much to buy there that uh, from indies if you're really into like trying out new games as opposed to just the thing that will always come to your uh local game store it was really cool there were so many tiny indie games there that you could look at or buy or get demos of uh and, and uh yeah I, that was that was really cool yeah and they were showing off their their newest stuff they're like yeah this this maybe not the perfect run of this product but you know it's here if you want you want to be the first person to get it, just like rule books and stuff like that. They just come out with test printings of things yep. like that. So yeah, I would consider that part of the hobby. It's like you've got to acquire the oh. stuff for new projects. You have to you go there and very you fun think about, part of the hobby. Sure, you don't think about the project for as long when you're there, but you're like, oh no, I haven't thought about the project, and uh, I've got to start the project now by purchasing things. So I mean, I think I talked about on previous podcasts about painting a Medusa for Arena Rex. And then mm-hmm. before we played our game, I'm like, mm, yeah, this was fun to paint. I'm gonna gonna get an army of these things. <laughs> so I got ah. The, so you also did commerce. Yeah. So I bought into their Egyptian faction, which now means I have another project started that I don't know where it is on the list of projects. But you know, it's well, yeah. The the fact that I guess you did that before we played the Arena Rex tournament, mm-hmm. but after playing the Arena Rex tournament, right? With the it's been a new it was a I guess a new version of the rules, or an updated version of the rules. And after playing that tournament, which was five games in one uh, evening, right? It was like eight hours, right? Yeah, of gaming. One, one to nine, yeah. Yeah, it was it was surprisingly easy to play those eight hours. I got to say, I was like, the last game was actually ended up being the most fun, which was surprising. You'd think I would be tired. It's like nine o'clock as well, right? But uh, yeah, it. it really sold me on the fact that my two armies of arena rex were definitely a good investment and uh honestly it makes me think that we should play it more 
Yeah. Anyhow, there's our three minutes of what we've been doing for the hobby over the last week, because it was one week ago we were at Adepticon. All right. So for other questions, you want me to go for one or you want to go for one? Sure, you go for one. All right. So at Adepticon, they had like the Golden Demon going on there, which yep. meant that people were putting lots of their stuff in display cases. And normally, uh-huh. like you just see stuff on the internet. But in this case, we got to like, see people's projects in person, which is really yep. cool. To, like, because you can see how it was more really painted versus just like how it turns out on its best angle in photograph. But was there anything in those cabinets that inspired you? Like, was there a particular type of project that seeing those things inspired you to maybe take on? Okay, one minute. Um, the thing that kind of inspired me the most was the open competition uh, and stuff that I feel like was either like 3d sculpted or hand sculpted and i was like wow that's cool maybe i should try my hand at that that's it Mm -hmm. seems so fun to be able to do some like a full thing from like nothing make the actual miniatures and then actually paint it that seems like a super fun project yeah that that sounds pretty in-depth so i think my thing is pretty sort of in-depth i'm not gonna do that this year by the way but it did inspire me to think about it and and maybe aspire to it in the future yeah, so I think just from seeing things in person, I'm like, oh, it'd be kind of cool to paint a piece with an actual backdrop to it. I mean, that means doing flat painting, which also, mm, pretty big learning curve to doing that. But it just seems cool to have pieces like that. Yeah, I, I, you don't necessarily need a flat backdrop, right? You can also do, I think I, I talked to you before, we talked about it uh, for a while, uh, I made book nooks. Right, where you create a more 3D type of thing, and 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 if you have your internal space as more tight corridors as as in inside, you don't necessarily need that crazy, I mean, not crazy, but you know, a painted backdrop basically. Yeah, I think you did a bit of it for your diorama, but it was mostly yeah. mostly 3D. Anyhow, that was that was our quick inspirations from Adepticon. All right. Well, from from the Golden Demon of Adepticon. Yeah. Yes. All right. Uh, I guess it's my turn to ask a question. I go, I'm going to ask the obvious question, you know, from Adepticon. Uh, what was the favorite thing that you did in Adepticon or experienced? Three minutes. All right. I think it was actually just playing in the Arena Rex tournament. Like, we also joined the Infinity Tournament, which is a game we knew how to play, but it was a duo tournament, which is kind of an unconventional format mm-hmm. but i don't know the bot i think it was just actually being able to sit there all day and play games and not have to worry about like going anywhere after you're like no i'm just gonna sit here here's a giant eight hour block yeah and i don't have to worry about getting home just play for eight <laughs> hours straight we didn't drink unlike other people we didn't just sit there drinking all day because i question whether our stamina would allow that <laughs> yeah we're a little but, bit old to be able to drink and still stay awake for that long so yeah. maybe yeah, if you could take a break to nap in the middle, mm-hmm. <laughs> we could take some drinks. You know what? Maybe that was why it was my favorite thing to do is because that's the one time I just sat there drinking an energy drink in the middle of the day versus any other game where I either got lost or I didn't bring one. Who knows? Uh, maybe that was an influence, <laughs> the chemical influence. Yeah, Anyhow. Was, yeah. Yeah. So what was what was your favorite 
events. Yes, I was going to say it's the same thing. I guess we hinted it in the pre the the mm-hmm. what we were doing. But yeah, the Arena Rex tournament was it was really fun. It was maybe because it's it was new a, and shiny to us. Because like we played was, a lot of Infinity, yeah. so if there's no way the Infinity tournament could be like, oh, it's this like mind blowing thing you've never seen before. We've played like more Infinity tournaments tournaments than we can remember. Yes. Exactly. So there was all sorts of things going for it. There was, it was brand new. I think the the actual uh, missions were really interesting and innovative. Innovative, uh, and they even had some some things where the TO would come and like an event would happen on your table. So it felt more like something that. I wouldn't be able to do locally, right? Like if you and I are playing, we can't have a we're not gonna have a TO sitting there above us and be like, now change the walls. They switch for, to the, to this place right in the middle of a game, right? Yeah. That was really interesting to me, and also the fact that the games were shorter, so that we had five games in in like eight hours, was very good and and basically talking with more people. Right? I guess technically we saw six people and, and we only played five in, in the thing. But like yep. because you're playing one-on-one, you get a lot of interaction and you're meeting a lot of different people from a different thing. And I, I and so it just it just hit really, really well, I, I felt like. Yeah, the game has a good way of like you can conclude it at a time and just dice <laughs> down because the games came down to how many health boxes you had left usually. So it wasn't yeah. so bad. And it felt like just, a gladiator game, right? Like in a gladiator game the the emperor or whoever the, the 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 consul or whatever at any time he would stop the thing right he'd be like well now i've decided this person is one kind of thing yeah it's a, it was it is a game you're like well why yeah. is it so gamey it's like it's a game you know yeah exactly why are so we doing I, this stupid I, thing like somebody came up with a <laughs> stupid idea yeah why gotta... would you get into a pit with like a lion right there in the center. It was just, it just felt really good. I felt like the, all the things, also the prize support was really good. And, uh, <laughs> which was, uh, you know, uh, I guess that, that always helps, right? Because everyone was super jazzed at the very end, right? We had great games. The very end game, it felt like it was building. So the last game was extra epic. Mm-hmm. And then the, the, uh, prizes that, like, we all got a miniature, like, from the range, right? Based on, not actually who won the tournament, but but based on camp or, or I guess event points you could get from doing specific things in the games. So there was like a side quest thing going on to have the like uh, to to de- define the order in which you get to choose your uh, model. So that was just like overall it was I don't know it just felt great. The prize things was novel. Everything it, it, I think it just worked really well. Yep. Okay. So I think our time's up. We could probably keep going, but we've gush about uh, Arena Rex. Yeah, if you, if you don't play Arena Rex, you should try it out. It's great. Yeah. Anyhow. All right. So you know what? Let's let's keep going down the Arena Rex train. Why not with the next question? <laughs> okay, sure. So for our Arena Rex games, the uh-huh. guys have like a lot of combo abilities, and you basically uh-huh. had to like bring the equivalent of nine models to have available, and then only uh-huh. get to pick sort of six points worth of the nine out of all of them. Uh-huh. What do you think of actually doing like drafting mechanics for that for miniature games, especially when it's like a combo heavy game? Uh, one minute. <laughs> wow, we're getting lots burning through lots of topics. Uh, I think it's fun to do occasionally i think if it's just like a random drop-in night it's almost 
too much effort, right? Because you, you, oftentimes in a normal kind of hobby night, you come in with your newly painted stuff and you don't want to get your newly painted stuff, uh, you know, like like it was a reverse. It was a it had a band draft as well. So yep. having a band draft can be feel bad when you painted two things and then you only get to pit play with one of them because the other one got banned. Doesn't seem great. Yeah, but I got, overall I the tournament got half banned every time. Yeah, <laughs> not fully banned. But then you got actually at least got to play with it, right? Yeah. So yeah, how about so you? For combo games, I kind of like the idea of it, just so that nobody can be guaranteed to be like, oh, I always get my super combo. It means at least you have to like think of things when you come to the table. Yeah. And like if there's some broken combo, at least your opponent can get rid of it, so it feels like there's a more level playing field. So for true, low yeah. model count, super like high combo games, I like I kind of like it. So. Yeah, it was cool because in Arena Rex, there's there's a couple of models that you know are super combos, and there's a couple of models that literally like there's characters with two stages that count as two people, and you can take them as one like half of them as as one person, but when you get both, they become super awesome, like the model you painted. <laughs> yeah, nobody allowed uh, that to happen. <laughs> Yeah, so like every single time, I, you know what? You could probably have left Medusa for later because once you ban one version of her, she doesn't get her super combo effect, mm-hmm. so she's more manageable. People would be probably more likely to play against the second one, and you could probably just choose your other things. But it's not just that, right? There are certain combos. It's like horse and rider; those are really good combos that some people might ban. And there's just yep. some characters that just work really well together that you might also want to ban them. Yeah, and certain missions, like there's guys who are bigger, they're harder to move. So yeah. if you really need to rely on like moving people around, you, you probably want to ban like the big guys because you just can't dislodge them from an objective or something. Anyhow. Yeah. Yeah. Don't think I don't I don't know if we had enough time to answer that, but time's up. So go. on to the next one. All right, go for one. Uh, okay. All right, I think this is gonna be the last one for. Uh, today so i guess we'll see uh but my question is uh now that we've gone to adepticon uh would you go to adepticon next year three minutes and your considerations that is the last one right yep oh would i go to adepticon again next year yeah i actually think so because i like for the conventions that are close enough to us to go to it's between Gen Con and Adepticon and then our local stuff. Yep. And honestly, our local stuff doesn't have like the, the retail therapy, let's call it, that those <laughs> places have. Yeah. So they're just much more exciting. And I think I've just we've been to Gen, Gen Con a bunch of times and it's more board game focused. And I really just uh-huh. like be, being able to go to Adepticon and everyone you meet there is a miniature enthusiast. Like if you go to Gen Con, there might be a board game enthusiast, an RPG enthusiast like whatever, but you walk up to everyone there and they're enthusiastic about what you're enthusiastic about. So I think that's, that might even be the biggest thing about going back there for me. Yeah, I think you mentioned uh, you liked Adepticon more than Gen Con. Even though Gen Con is like 10 times bigger, yep. it's also not 10 times more like miniatures, right? Mm-hmm. I guess technically it might be 10... Like no, not ten times more miniatures. <laughs> it probably it might still have more miniature gamers overall, right? Like, I, what what do you think is the percentage of, of of gamers that are miniature? It's probably not actually. It's probably similar when you think about it. 
Mm-hmm. Like, like what percentage of, of Gen Con uh, people who attend Gen Con are miniature gamers? Would there be like 5,000 miniature gamers there? I feel like there is probably at least 5,000 miniature gamers. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of the number of tables that are in each, dedicated to each cause. Yeah, and then you also do have a whole bunch of people who are like, who dally. Like the thing with Adepticon though, it's like 5,000 miniature, like hardcore miniature gamers, right? Yeah. You're not signing up to events or playing if you don't really like miniature games, right? Whereas when you go to Gen Con, even if there might be more than, you know, maybe there may be even 10,000 people who play miniatures games, there's not probably not 10,000 that are who, where they mainly play miniatures games, right? There are probably people who dally and they would be willing to play some miniature games here and there, but that, that wouldn't be their main thing. So I, I do agree. There's like, if you are not as much into like the board games, RPGs, card games aspects that are part of Gen Con, uh, it might at this point be cooler and better to go to Adepticon. I think partially the reason, like, because Gen Con is now so big, um, I'm not sure how, I'm not sure there's going to be as many of these, like, small indie, uh, uh, miniature gaming companies that show up as in Adepticon. Like, I don't remember there being that many small indie indie miniature gaming companies. There's a lot more small indie board gaming companies at Gen Con, yep. but not for the... Not, not, yeah, not for the miniatures, basically. Yeah, like, you walk down a hallway at Adepticon, and there's just, like, an indie company set up in the hallway with their, their stuff and their games on display. It's really... Yeah. It's really cool. And just thinking of, like, late-night gaming... You go to Adepticon and like in some corner, people are uh-huh. playing some random game at the tables through the hotels that they maybe they've come up with it as some crazy idea. Maybe they're just like stuff they just bought, like or just games they want to get in. But the tables are now open in the middle of the night, so like it's just a different vibe than Adepticon where you're just minis yeah. all day. <laughs> yeah, and and there was that what was that thing at the very end? There's the grinder. The, the grinder, that is something that the the sausage maker. But you know, <laughs> you you can put plastic miniatures through a sausage grinder if they lose. Yes, I thought that was that was a very cool thing where it's not even it's not even an official event. I don't think it's literally set up in the open places after all of the tournaments. You can go up and like people just brought their miniatures and they all all, all set up and then. It was a super simple game. I think it, it's you. It's like you attack and then you damage, and each of those need a three and up, and then the guy gets a three and up save. And if they fail that save, their mini, their he, the the head of the mini gets chopped off, and the rest of it goes through a grinder, which is like it's yeah. just hilarious, right? Yeah, and you just see people bring their crazy dioramas. They're like three feet by three feet with multiple dioramas on each side, and have a vodka Kool Aid fountain coming out the top. It's just like. Just someone brings their cool, crazy shit there. Yeah, space, it was there, they make space for it. You know, apparently that's that's actually a thing in Games Workshop, like team tournaments and stuff like that. Hmm. Yeah, exactly. So you know, uh, that is actually a really cool aspect, I guess, of 40k that we never really got into, like, right? Like we set up terrain and we did, we did that kind of stuff, but I don't think because we've never really attended a giant tournament for uh 40k we never kind of experienced this thing which was really really like you said it was very very cool having all these giant dioramas and everything like that yeah okay it it almost felt like 
a what is it? I don't know. It reminded me of like uh, presentations. Like if you go to a little fair, right? Mm-hmm. And they have like little presentations of their little projects and stuff it's like, like that. Like a science fair, but with your yes, a science fair. Science that's fair. the thing. Exactly. That was kind of cool. Yeah. All right. Well, we've we've extended that one to to talk about whether we'd go back. Yep. And, and yes. And it sounds like uh, the chances are positive. So yeah, that was super great. Um, if you have any questions, I guess. Oh yeah, this, that's basically uh, all the time we have for today. And if you have any questions uh, for us about Adepticon, about the future, about any kind of things about miniature gaming, uh, give us a shout. Uh, email us at contact at diceovereverything.com. Yep, or find us on Facebook where Dice Over Everything. This has been Alan. Yes, from Brandon. Bye.